the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 mobile app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The White House says President Trump has issued a disaster declaration for North Carolina, one that will make federal money available to people in the most affected counties. Florence proved to be deadly in Wilmington. That's where Adam Sparks lives near the family where two deaths occurred, and the neighbors had been preparing for the hurricane. They had some old trees behind the house back there, and uh, it was was only a matter of time for one of them to give, but you can't really predict any of that part. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper warning last night that the worst of the flooding is actually still yet to come. Florence is still slowly and painfully grinding its way across North Carolina with punishing winds and flooding rains. As Florence moves further inland over the coming days, the storm is expected to gradually weaken. Forecasters say Florence could become a mere tropical depression by sometime tonight. This is SRN News. successful investors turning for the latest news trends and insights in real estate think realty magazine sign up for your investor level membership at thinkrealty.com today to start receiving think realty magazine delivered to your door and inbox every month boost your competitive advantage with news from the nation's leading investors market updates the hottest investment strategies and more take the next step toward building more wealth sign up today at thinkrealty.com Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Standard's triple savings sale gives you not one, not two, but three ways to save. Just buy a new furnace and air conditioner during the month of September and you'll get up to $900 in manufacturer rebates, up to $900 in utility rebates, and up to $900 more in discounts. That adds up to $2,700 in savings. Not to mention probably some savings in your monthly heating and cooling bills, too. If your furnace or AC is getting old or acting up, now is a great time to replace them with a new model from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. You'll not only be able to relax knowing your home will be comfortable this winter, you'll also be saving up to $2,700 if you act during Standard's triple savings sale. This sale is always hugely popular, but it only lasts three weeks. So don't let this opportunity to save up to $2,700 pass you by faster than you can say one, two, three. Learn more about Standard's triple savings sale today at standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. 
As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome and good morning, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Today, a, a, a day where we'll do some, uh, we'll, we'll do a lot of talk about the financial crisis, which this week marks really the 10th anniversary of Lehman Brothers, AIG, and it, it, the Bear Stearns had already collapsed 10 years ago by this time. Uh, but um, the peak of the, the peak of the financial crisis was the middle of September in 2008. And we're going to talk about that. We have a couple guests to join us. Vern McKinley, our, our one of our regular guests here on the, on the show. His new book with James Freeman, Borrowed Time, uh, which is two centuries of two centuries of history of Citibank. It sounds it's I know that sounds dull to you, perhaps, but it's actually a good read. I've I've been in it and uh, was up till about quarter to 12 last night because I was enjoying the uh, the writing and 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 the history. I particularly love 19th century banking history. It's kind of a kind of a pet thing of mine and it's my it's part of my geekiness it's fun and then and then as many of you know hamilton is in town um like you my like many of you probably my my facebook and twitter are filled with pictures of my friends standing in front of the orpheum and say i'm going to hamilton and and i'm not uh <laughs> it's like i we just uh, we're not show people. We don't even though even though I support uh, the theater here in St. Cloud um, as as a member of its volunteer board. Um, I do not. I I do it for music. I it, plays and in particularly musicals. I could give her. I, I I could I could take or leave them to be very honest with you. But um, Hamilton is not just is not just a musical. It actually has some good history, including some history of central banking. Uh, Carby Matson, who is public information officer for the Minneapolis Federal Reserve. Uh, the Minneapolis Fed has a contest going on about Hamilton. And at the end of the contest, they got two tickets to give away. So, so we're going to help, we're, we're going to help you find out about that. We're going to find out what, uh, what, what, uh, what Carmi thinks about what Hamilton would say about the financial crisis from 10 years ago too. And we'll have, we'll have all that for you at the top of the next hour. However, many of you who keep track of me via, via Twitter using hashtag pound KBRS, who are friends with me on Facebook, there are people who do that. Uh, some of my listeners, if you're, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that, uh, you know that I have family down in, down in Myrtle beach. Um, and of course, we've been watching, uh, you know, and praying that Florence peters out in front, you know, before it gets to the coast. It looks like we've avoided the worst of the winds. We were earlier in the week. We were told there'd be Category Four or Category Five winds. Okay, it sounded like the storm of the century. Um, the winds turned out not to happen nearly to the extent that had been told to us uh, earlier in the week. But the rain 
appears to be coming down quite heavily there right now. My mom actually sent uh, sent email to to the three her three children uh, uh, this morning. She was without electricity for about four hours yesterday, and then it came back on, and it's been on ever since. My mom lives in Myrtle Beach, in the area between the between the Atlantic Ocean and the Intercoastal Waterway. Um, lives on in a large development that is between. Uh, between US 17 which is the main north south highway through through the uh, through the grand strand uh, uh which is how they refer to everything from down down around uh, Georgetown and through Polly's Island and Merle's Inlet up to up into Cary North Carolina uh and that whole that whole range um in that area has had often on has had often on electricity um, I've been watching pictures there, but anyway, it, it, in the middle of my having breakfast, all of a sudden the, the phone pings and I look and it's a message from mom. I'll read it to you. Got through the night, rain stopped about 8.30, so I just stopped thinking about leaking windows and closed my eyes. My deck is dry this morning and the wind is calm and the pond, which is a retaining pond behind her, behind her condo, retain, the pond looks higher, but that's Okay. And then this is my favorite part. And this is this is my mother in all being my mother. Since I have power, I will do a small wash and make breakfast. You know, I you know I I sat at the breakfast table and 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 bowed my head for a minute and thanked thanked the Lord for a message from my mom telling me that everything is so okay. She's going to do a small wash because. That's my mom. Well, King, she won the heart of me because I am a classic over launderer, if that's the word. <laughs> so she wins my heart. Good for her. You got to pass the time somehow when you're stuck indoors, right? Right. And and, and they're going to be stuck for days because it's really going to be tough to drive around. Really, we she's, she lives on the fourth floor. So what's my biggest worry? My biggest worry is, in fact, that her car will wash away with some massive flash flood. Um that's unlikely, but it's possible that the water comes out of the intercoastal waterway. You get a storm surge, and it just washes through the parking lot and takes her car away. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, to, to which I say, you know, that's why you have insurance. Yeah, you know, not easy to replace, but you know what? It is replaceable, and, and you know right. what they say. The car right. and material things are replaceable. The person, the life, the value of that is absolutely not. So if that's the worst right. that can happen... That's yep. that's probably pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she's had uh, she had she still she's she's fine. She's got she's got food. She was she the, the stores were empty of food in that area along the Strand along the Grand Strand um, on Thursday, and so she's got three neighbors in the building with her, and uh, one of them had an extra loaf of bread and an extra jar of peanut butter and just handed it to her and said, "Take this." Which is also a, an, an act of incredible kindness and and generosity. So, so lots of really great things happening there. It makes me makes me quite happy. But to to hear that uh, our continued prayers for the people up in North Carolina. They've really borne the brunt of the storm. Uh, uh, you're you're really looking you're really looking in that area at tens and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars of damage. Uh, but we were talking in the billions before, and maybe it won't be quite that bad. And so 
you know, and so our, our prayers continue to go out to those folks and uh, and have have that happen have that happen. So, uh, so let's let I'm going to set that aside. If I get any updates during the show, if Mom writes again or I see something, I've got I've got a live camera and a news feed from Myrtle Beach on my on my computer here which i normally have because i have to keep track of mom right so i i i'm looking to see how things are going there if there's anything i see i will send that to you i do not have a feed from north carolina but uh maybe ross will keep an eye on on that part uh the, the area to the north of wilmington because i think they've really taken the worst of it uh we've been we've been rather fortunate with what's happened but lots of rain still to come down there flooding will happen sometime in the next 72 hours uh, so, so that's it. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. You could give us the ten years ago this week. I was thinking about the about the, the financial crisis. I when did it become become real? It was real to me all along. I remember sitting in a at a breakfast place. I actually was still at that time driving to the to the station. This was before KBRS, uh, King Banyan Radio Show, what you're listening to here on Twin Cities Business Radio. This was back in the days when I was still broadcasting over on AM, AM 12A, The Patriot. Instead, our sister station, right after the headliner, uh, Mitch Berg of the Narn, would, would finish his show, I would come on uh, to do a show. And I was sitting in a... In a and so my habit was to drive down on Saturday morning, stopping at a truck stop on the way, because if you want to know what's going on in America, have breakfast at a truck stop. And don't sit at a table by yourself. Sit at the counter and turn to your left, turn to your right, and make conversation. Now, I love that. It's just it, just as Ross says, I have to wash my clothes all the time. For me, I can't sit at a at a table by myself i have to go find people to sit with i have to go chat them up it's a it's a it's a uh, it's genetic it comes from my dad who did the, who did the same thing my dad was a loading dock manager so so it's the same it's the and he so he talked to truckers all the time i talked to truckers all the time my brother works for a trucking uh, trucking business that's where we're from so i sat and visit with them, sat and visited with them and i had and i always would have my wall street journal with me which which was kind of off putting for some truck drivers it was like well, look at you you and your fancy dancy wall street journal what you doing over there uh but but it, it had it open to the story of bear Stearns. And the truckers all knew all about Bear to 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 even greater detail than what was in the article I was reading in the Wall Street Journal. They were listening on their on their radios. They were talking with each other. They were really into it. And that's and 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 that had been in March of two thousand eight. But when it became real to me that something serious had had happened was when was first when uh henry paulson went to or hank paulson as everyone called him who had been a been a ceo at goldman sachs came to a microphone and said we need we need something major we need a we need a larger bailout and 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 so three days later they had a vote in the house of representatives to vote on on the thing which eventually got referred to as TARP. Do you remember TARP? All right, it's not those things being used down in the path of Hurricane Florence. It was the Troubled Asset Recovery Program. 
it was a $700 billion bailout of, of the banks. And here's what was fascinating. On its initial vote, it failed. Okay, the Democrat, the, the the Democrats were in control, so Speaker Pelosi was in the was in the chair, and they tried to pass the bill, and it failed. And I'm sitting in I'm sitting in a, a, a Granite City uh, a brew pub, right? Or I forget the name of the Grant, the place that makes the beer, the uh, Granite City. Do you, I, Ross, you don't remember the exact name of it, but I. There's, I know what you're talking about because right, I've been okay. there, but yeah, right. I think it's just Granite City, correct? Right. So I went to Granite City in St. Cloud I'm with, for lunch with three of my colleagues, and we're watching the television, and they're, they've got actually, they've actually got uh, CNBC on, and and but have so that the ticker is rolling alongside the vote on the floor, and the points that came off i mean it's like the dow went off a cliff as it became apparent that they were going to fail to pass tarp and around the table okay that's this four economists having lunch so you can only imagine what manage you can only imagine what that's like and we and we're watching and all of a sudden there is no conversation we're all fixated on the screen and then one person just just says a word I can't use on radio. I won't use on radio, and 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 all of us looked at looked at that person. And said, yeah, yeah. This is going to be bad. So it's worth marking whether or not whether or not what happened ten years ago and what I want to talk about. We're going to have Vern McKinley up uh, uh, at the bottom of the hour. He studied two centuries of this stuff. And and I think it's fair to say Vern doesn't think any of this is new. And and I want to ask him, in fact, have we learned anything? Have we learned anything at all from this experience? Um, and that's sort of the theme that's sort of the theme of today's show. Have we learned anything from this? We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? Great Garage Door has been serving folks like you since 1985 with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. They're the people you can trust. Offering free estimates on new doors and same-day service on existing doors. 651-486-0000 or online at greatgaragedoor.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. 
If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406, or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Increase your student's faith and chances of success while decreasing the cost of tuition. Explore our exclusive partnership with Judson University, a private Christian college, by going to our website, TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Turn all the lights on. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and play for you. This is Hank Paulson. He would have been, I believe, 10 years ago today that he comes to the, to the podium. This would have been on, a, on the Wednesday of that week. So normally when we close banks, we close them over a weekend so that we can then reopen them on Monday under new management. So this is now Wednesday, I, I, I believe it. I believe that was the day of the week in 2008 that was September 15th. Let's play that clip for you. Last night, uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke, SEC Chairman Chairman Chris Cox, and I had a lengthy and productive working session with congressional leaders. We began a substantive discussion on the need for a comprehensive approach to relieving the stresses on our financial institutions and markets. We have acted on a case-by-case basis in recent weeks, addressing problems at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, working with market participants to prepare for the failure of Lehman Brothers, and lending to AIG so it can sell some of its assets in an orderly manner. 
And this morning, we've taken a number of powerful tactical steps to increase confidence in the system, including the establishment of a temporary guarantee program for the U.S. money market mutual fund industry. Despite these steps, more is needed. We must now take further decisive action to fundamentally and comprehensively address the root cause of our financial system stresses. The underlying weaknesses in our financial system today is the illiquid mortgage assets that have lost value as the housing correction has proceeded. These illiquid assets are choking off the flow of credit that is so vitally important to our economy. When the financial system works as it should, money and capital flow to and from households and businesses to pay for home loans, school loans, and investments to create jobs. As illiquid mortgage assets block the system, the clogging of our financial markets has the potential to have significant effects on our financial system and, our, and on our economy. So that was, that was Henry Paulson 10 years ago to the day uh, from, from us taping this here on Saturday, uh, on September 15th, here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You can hear the fundamental, there's two fundamental statements that run, actually, I, let, me, let me back up. There are three fundamental statements that flow from that, right? One, banks were not, in fact, insolvent. They're just illiquid. Now, it's the job of a Treasury Secretary in a financial crisis to reassure people that, that their money is safe, that the money is actually still there, and that the only problem they have right now is that they can't convert it into cash form so that you could take your money out if you wanted to. That is the natural behavior of any of any uh, treasury secretary, of any central banker, of anyone that runs a deposit insurance agency. Things are fine. The money's there. Okay, you can think back. I, I almost should. I almost should have pulled this clip out of my. Uh, out of my own vault, I have the I have the piece from "It's a Wonderful Life" when Jimmy Stewart tells the people at the bank when the when they're trying to take all their deposits out. No, your money's not here. It's in it's in it's in Fred's store. Or it's in Sam and Martha's house, or or, or something to that effect. Um, and you'll recall from "It's a Wonderful Life" that what happens next is that is that. Um, they were going away on their honeymoon, and the, they they had cash with them. No traveler's checks for the banking couple. They had cash. And so the new bride takes out the cash and says, hey, I've got money. And they, and they, give, they give their depositors enough money to stop the bank run out of their own pocket. They infuse, you could say that Jimmy Stewart infused capital into his bank in order to try to stop a bank run. Um, and, and, and that is a terribly interesting, interesting perspective to have because that's in fact what eventually happens with TARP. They do the Jimmy Stewart solution. They were supposed to take the assets off those bank, off the bank's balance sheets and replace them and replace them with cash. They didn't do that. Instead, they left the bad assets on the bank's balance sheets and instead just injected capital into each one of those banks. Um, I'll have, we'll have to ask Vern at the t- at the bottom of the hour. Vern McKinley is going to join us. His new book with James Freeman, 
borrowed time, which if you happen to be a Wall Street Journal subscriber, you can actually get it for free. Um, that's pretty awesome. But um, if even not, the the, the, um, the I'm, I've been reading it on my Kindle for the last couple of days, and, and I promise you it's a page turner. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, he could go back and tell you, I think City ended up taking something like 40 or 45 million uh, 40 or 45 billion dollars excuse me as an injection we're talking about maybe there might end up being from hurricane florence five billion ten billion dollars worth of damage it may even be a hundred billion dollars they took 700 billion dollars and bought banks or injected capital into banks as a result of that what happened as a result what has been changed the second thing that that he says is the second thing he says is the problem is mortgages that the mortgage market be, had become illiquid there were lots of retrospectives in the last week including a, a major conference uh, at the american enterprise institute that i i watched part of yesterday between meetings i was flipping it on and watching it on my phone uh, and, and and led by uh, peter wallison and this is his entire point the problem with the the problem with the financial crisis was housing and the fact that we had we had Fannie Mae and Freddie Freddie Mac and and all these places that had guaranteed mortgages and had tried to create cheaper credit and and make sure that that credit was distributed in ways that were that were met social goals toward uh, equity and in access to housing um, and it was it was a mess well Fannie and Freddie still exist we nationalized them for a while, but we didn't close them. Did we make a mistake there? Have we kind of have we kind of not done a good job with this? Hard to say. Hard to say. But what I will tell you, what I will say to you is this: the last thing that that Hank Paulson says in that clip is, "It's up to us to do something about it." So he decide. So what did they decide to do, to do something with? They used taxpayer money to buy bank capital all right and said they had to do that and what what Vern will tell you here in in our next couple segments segments by looking through the prism of Citibank is that it was ever so this was always the case with these with these banks and we're going to and and hopefully by the end of the end of this hour in the next two segments you can understand that we have always had a history in this country of when the banks get in trouble, along comes government to help them out. We'll be back with Vern right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. What makes successful investors successful? There are a few traits shared by some of the great investors of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike as they'll be discussing those traits and talking about what you can do to set yourself up for success. 
So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Al and Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them right now with your questions, 855-231-6010. Guys, to the man cave. There's a show in the Twin Cities that's about good cigars, good friends, and good times. It's smoking with Gino and the Count. We may not have a million bucks, but we sure the heck know how to live like we do. So each week, join us, the men who love cigars and the women who love us. Listen to Smokin' with Gino and the Count, Saturdays at 5 on Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat, just stop? This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now, not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis, you can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440, the the 10th anniversary of the 2008 financial crisis. We're talking about it today, and to help us, somebody who included this lyric in his new book that he's co-authored with James Freeman, Borrowed Time, now available on Amazon, Vern McKinley, referred to by, by, by the Wall Street Journal as financial expert. He's our financial expert, okay? You can borrow him for a while. Uh, Wall Street Journal, but he he's <laughs> ours. Vern, good morning. Don't give up on us, baby. Good morning, King. Thanks for the invitation uh, back after all these uh, after all these other appearances before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always love to have you have you on. But uh, you got a new book, and and Vern, first of all, congratulations. It's a good book. It's it's 
it is surprising, and I think people people who maybe don't sort of stew in the juices of banking history will be surprised to find out there's a lot to learn from this book. It's not just banking. It's really a it's really a, a fun read through uh, particularly uh, uh, the first fifty years of history of the United States. Uh, thanks, King. Um, yeah, I'll have to give James some credit for it. Uh, the way we put the, the book together was that um, I did a lot of the research. I dug around in the archives and in the libraries and the National Archives and such and uh, sifted through all the technical material and uh, got him a draft chapter, and then he would uh, make his way through it and make it a little more readable. And uh, so, yeah, I think the product uh, turned out pretty well. It's a combination of the the technical issues, but also blended with a pretty good storytelling. Yeah, it is it is fabulous storytelling, and I think I, I, again, I, I I highly recommend it. Um, Vern, you did the research, and I remember talking to you early on in in the process of you developing this book. And and would you tell the listeners why it is that you thought City was the right prism through which to look at banking history in the United States? Well, I mean, I, I might as well start with the title, uh, Borrowed Time. And uh, I don't know, I think most people are probably familiar with that um, term. But um, I, I found an online reference that um, I think captures it. It says, living after the time you would have expected to have died. So um, the city's been living on borrowed time for the last 100 years at least. It's this whole idea of serial bailouts where um, just every generation or so, every 20 or 25 years, they come on the brink of, uh, of failure. And in the case of City, it's been exactly five times since the founding of the Fed in, in 1913 that they've been uh, bailed out. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk here in the Washington area about picking winners and losers, but this is a little different story. It's it's a matter of picking losers and losers and losers and losers and, and losers five times in the case of City. Well, that's 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 a good way to talk about it. I, and and I think why it's two hundred years and why you don't start it earlier is, is part of the thesis of the book is that City was a stronger bank before there was a Federal Reserve that was assigned this lender of last resort function that the that the Fed claims than than it was after after the founding of the Fed. Do I have that story right? Well, yeah. Um, as you probably <clears throat> may have noticed uh, in, in reading it, by necessity, as we trace through the history of city, we're also tracing the history of federal intervention and supervision of banks. So <clears throat> what we had to do was overlay the history of city over the, the history of federal intervention. I mean, you, you know how the story goes you started with the first and second bank of the united states and then you had a period where it was state uh state chartered banks and throughout most of the 1800s and then the 1860s you had the uh, national banks started uh with the creation of the office of the comptroller and then you had the creation of the fed in um uh in 1913 and you know, a lot. Uh, we can get into more detail on what the changes that wrought, and then obviously in the 30s you had the FDIC. So the the FDIC and the Fed were kind of the safety net, and we've actually found that during 
most of that first century, say from about the 1830s, which was after the panic of 1837, from the 1830s, late 1830s up until about 1917, 1918, City was an absolute uh, gem of a bank. It, when you say flight to quality, and you hear about all these panics during the Gilded Age in the late 1800s, everybody was flying um, flying over to City with their deposits because they were just this island of stability. And that changed dramatically when um, the safety net started to build and, and put into place. Since the Federal Reserve was created, and uh, that was a little over 100 years ago, it's now flipped it's it's transformed it's it's morphed into this institution that fails every 20 to 25 years and has to go uh run into the federal government for the bailout this happened in the early uh early 1920s the fed propped them up in the 30s they got reconstruction finance corp uh money which was the the tarp of the 1930s in the early 80s, um, they had problems with the, the LDC loans, the lesser developed right. countries like Mexico and, and Brazil and Argentina that went sour. And the early 90s, um, they had real estate problems, including with uh, Mr. Trump had, <laughs> had loans in those days with Citi. And that's a big part of one of the later chapters. And then, of course, obviously in, in 2008 and 2009. So... I mean, this is just a serial process that just repeats over and over again. And um, you had mentioned during your earlier segment about a lot of the, the speeches and everything that Paulson and, and Geithner and such gave. I mean, they um, don't give a hint at all that um, there is this long line. They always talk about oh, this is such an extraordinary event that we're seeing. Um, there's right. no playbook for this kind of uh this kind of occurrence, but I mean, I, I would just strongly disagree with that. Indeed. Um, you know what? I wasn't going to play this just right yet, but uh, because you mentioned it um, in the last, I think it was not this past week, but the week before um, at Yale, they, they had a retrospective in which they invited Tim Geithner and Hank Paulson and Ben Bernanke to a panel uh, had, had a directed discussion. And there was this answer that Bernanke gave um, that I that I think sort of encapsulates what you're exactly talking about. Can we play that clip? Is that is that possible, Ross? Yes, I have it at the ready. Do you want it right now? Uh, p- play it right now, please. You know, it's not really a fair question, obviously, because you know we didn't let students grade themselves usually, right? I mean, I think I think generally, I mean, my general sense, you know, we we didn't anticipate the full. When we all of us had various concerns about the financial system, about the economy. None of us anticipated the full ramifications and extent of the crisis, and so in that respect, we were late. Uh, we then responded very aggressively. I think overall we were successful in stabilizing the financial system, and there was a paper given here yesterday about comparing how quickly it happened, at what cost, how quickly the economy recovered, and generally speaking, we look good compared to other advanced economies, to other countries and, that have had crises in the past. Um, I think where you know we didn't succeed, obviously, and 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 uh, Tim already alluded to that, is that you know we didn't persuade the country, generally speaking, that what we were doing was necessary, although we firmly believed it was, and so that communication issue, I think, is is still out there. But 
we did respond aggressively to the crisis itself and, and did bring it under control pretty quickly. So, so do they have a communication problem, Vern McKinley? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think um, uh, that the, the the troika there between Geithner uh, and uh, Bernanke and Paulson, um, I, I, you can say it's part communication and part policy, but I mean, I think the underlying policy was flawed, and that's what undermined a lot of the um, the communication issues. Most people in their gut when they hear about bailing out banks while everybody else, either a small business or individuals, consumers have their problems. <clears throat> I mean, they, they have this, this feel in their gut that that's not right. And, and I think that's, that's probably a pretty good indicator of things. And um, one thing we found, first of all, that if you ask the people at the Fed or the FDIC or the Treasury for a lot of the documents related to the crisis, they don't hand them over. I mean, if they really want an open discussion of a lot of these issues, then why are they um, not handing over these documents to people? And I've had litigation, as you know, the last eight or nine right. years on these. Right. But I mean, if they're so confident and they feel that they did such a great job in um, pursuing these policies and they want to, you know, have everybody persuaded, why don't they just open up, um, open up all the details. I mean, a lot of this is still hidden and we'll probably never dig it out. I'm certainly trying to dig out as much as I can with these various lawsuits I've had, but I think a lot of it's probably um, at some point going to be destroyed um, or, um, or they'll just um, end up somewhere at a federal reserve bank and, and right. uh, nobody and will you'll never find it. it. Right. And, and we've had, we've had uh, Vern McKinley on before to talk about this. I think it's, I think it's a, uh, a mark of shame on on uh, the people in DC that uh, that he's had to work so hard to get documents and that docu- and, and and so forth. It's a communicate so it might well be a communication issue. Uh, in contrast, I think Vern, you had a pretty good time getting information for borrowed time. It's got a lot of bank history that the bank itself has written. Sometimes, sometimes hagiographical uh, sort of glossing over some of the some of the stuff but by and large your information about about city seems to be better information than the information you have about the about the crisis is that is that fair uh it was it's a mixed bag um okay the um the areas if i can just run through them real quick that we looked at for the book first we wanted to get historical discount window data. This is what the Fed, um, when the Fed is lending to institutions. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of that's been destroyed from about the 1920s up until about the 1970s. Uh, wow. Minutes from meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. um, um, there was a president at City who was also Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Um, he was on the board, which obviously has some conflicts, and that's been changed. But um, he was on the the board of Federal Reserve Bank in New York during the late 20s and early 30s. We asked for the minutes. It it literally has taken years to get those from the Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Uh, We got some papers from Paul Volcker up at Princeton on some of the lending during the 80s. But if I can mention two more real quick that are probably the most interesting ones, the Office of the Comptroller has examination reports. This is when, you know, you take a team of 20, 30, 40 
a hundred examiners in. If you want exams of city from the last 30 years, they'll say you can't have those. They're exempt under the Freedom of Information Act. And what they do after they hold them for 30 years is they destroy them. So um, we were able to get exams from about the 1860s to the late 1930s. And after that, there are no exams. They destroy them. And um, that, so that's very uh, discouraging. And the last issue, we, we had a lawsuit uh, with the FDIC in Sheila Bear's book, which, which is probably the best of the four uh, memoirs on the crisis. She mentioned that city was number one insolvent and number two, they wanted to think about putting it into receivership and allow it to fail. And we got details that are uh, mostly redacted. Um, I, I put a FOIA in. It's a litigation that's still ongoing. We had a good ruling from Judge Brown Jackson here in, in the D.C. Uh, the D.C. court, but it's still lingering. We got a few good documents that are used in the book, but otherwise, we're still, you know, we're we're still frustrated with not being able to get the extent of detail that we wanted from the FDIC. So the the extent to which we can know things about about this uh, uh, about the crisis is sort of limited because some of it still sits behind behind a haze. We're and this is something that's been uh, the subject of work over several years from Vern McKinley, co-author of Borrowed Time with James Freeman, along with James Freeman, the book now out and available at your, at local booksellers, I hope, and certainly online uh, and. And informing it even has an audio book so that from time to time I can toss it on in the car and listen to another 15, 20 minutes as I drive across town. Uh, Vern, I only have a few minutes left for you here today. But, uh, but uh, what, you know, you, you, talked about, you talked about in the 19th century they, they, were, they were healthier, but they have like a near-death experience. I, I think you, you describe it as this back in the 1830s after the closing of the Second Bank of the United States, and they come around to, to doing so. Um, is that what it takes? Do we just need to give banks that near-death experience? Uh, yeah, in the 1830s, they um, struggled like a lot of banks. That was one of the worst uh, depressions in um, the history of the U.S. Uh, Milton Friedman's uh, monetary history said between the 1930s and the 1830s, those were probably two of the worst um, economic uh, depressions that we had uh, throughout our history. But they they bounced back and started this whole 80-year string where they were very stable, very strong. Uh, they were they were bailed out, but not a government bailout. It was a private bailout. John Astor, who was one of the richest men in America. Uh, during that time, and more importantly than the money he put in, probably was that one of his um, one of his uh, underlings named Moses Taylor took over the bank. First, he joined the board in the 1830s, and then he became president. He was president from the 1850s to the 1880s, and uh, he really got the the bank on a on a good course. It didn't grow a lot, but it was very steady, very stable. And throughout the Gilded Age, as I remember, as I, I mentioned before, um, everybody uh, looked at that as um, the, the place to put their deposits to make it through the storm. So um, it's a doc, uh, they call it ready money. He had on the asset side, very conservative assets. Um, and on the, the liability side, 
uh, very stable deposits, in, including a lot of his own deposits from his businesses. So um, that's a better model, I think, than this current cycle of, of bailouts every 20 to 25 years. You rely on the private sector um, to, to bail out rather than uh, relying on the government sector all the time. Vern, thanks so much for being with us today. We really appreciate the time. Uh, Vern's book, uh, Vern McKinley and James Freeman, uh, uh, Borrowed Time, um, Borrowed Time referring to two centuries of Citibank and its its life and several near-death experiences and bailouts by government. Vern, thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I'm Nick Sobolewski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-445-6363. That's 800-445-6363. 800-445-6363. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slickquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 7773 or check us out on the web prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational non-political and tax deductible MarksGuns.us is your destination for all your Second Amendment needs for firearms or suppressors check out MarksGuns.us their selection is expansive and their expertise is second to none Mark's Guns should be your destination before you make your next firearm purchase Log on and compare their prices and selection. With over 20,000 products, they're bound to have what you're looking for. And if they don't, they will find it for you. Remember the name, MarksGuns.us. For all your firearm needs, it's MarksGuns.us. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like Mario and Luigi. It's me, Mario. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
Great Garage Door has been serving folks like you since 1985 with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. They're the people you can trust. Offering free estimates on new doors and same-day service on existing doors. 763-767-3000. Online at greatgaragedoor.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Our thanks again to Vern McKinley. Ver, uh, James Freeman and Vern McKinley borrowed time. Hop onto your your favorite uh, bookseller, um, be it be it uh, in a in a in a bricks and mortar or online, and get a copy. It it really is a good read. It's really well done. Um, you might wonder why am I spending so much time talking about the history, uh, two hundred years of history, and why in the next segment what we're going to talk about is actually Hamilton, the play that's going on right now down in uh, down in the Twin Cities. Uh, uh, down in Minneapolis, and we really want to give you a chance to to, to talk about this. Uh, we'll have uh, Carmi Matson on right after this to to talk about it. why. Because the thesis is we create incentives for banks to behave the way they behave, and the point of what we did with Vern was to show that in the eighty years between the end of the Second Bank of the United States after Andrew Jackson killed it off, and then the creation of the Federal Reserve in nineteen thirteen. Citibank behaved in a different way. When you don't have the backstop of of repeated bailouts, banks clean up their act and they get better. So it begs the question, should we in fact have done what we did back in 2008? Right? That's the question, really. And so, I mean, I think you know where Vern's coming from. But let's think about on the other side. The person that wanted central banks from the start, Alexander Hamilton. We'll learn more about him after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And, and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988 at 4imprint. We make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers 
build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-11 to 88988. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board, and now they got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation, too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Premier Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.